Um, but some common pitfalls and mistakes that we see with SEO is really just uh, a quantity over quality is probably the best way to say it. So a lot of people, I mean, Google's Google's very complicated. Their algorithm's complicated with rank brain and all of these different things. And it's, it's very easy to focus on the wrong things. And I think one thing that people tend to go towards is just get as much content out there as they can. Yeah. Um, while it's not a bad strategy, it's better. We would rather have quality over that quantity. So we would rather drive 10 solid, high quality posts a week versus 25 short, uh, you know, very high, high frequency uh, pieces of content each week. And so making sure that that, that uh, content is quality is probably the, the biggest and first most thing that people need to focus on. Welcome to the Show Me The Data podcast by Leadsyn, where every week we get marketing and sales leaders from fast growing B2B tech companies to share specific tactics they use to drive revenue for their business. The best part, they share the exact metrics and data points behind each of their tactics. I'm your host, Tukhan Das, the co-founder and CEO of Leadsyn. See you there. Hello, everyone. Uh, my guest today is Aaron Davis from Guestling. Aaron is the Chief Revenue Officer at Getsling. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thank you, Tukin. I appreciate it. So, Aaron, what does Getsling do? What do you guys do? Yeah, so Getsling, we manage, we, we provide software for non-desk working employees. And so we're talking restaurants, retail, healthcare workers, transportation workers. We provide scheduling tools, time tracking tools, and internal messaging tools, of course, with reporting and payroll functionality in there as well. And that's Very mainly cool. targeted towards small and medium businesses. Awesome. So according to some of my research that I did prior to, the, to this, uh, Aaron, it looks like you, as the chief revenue officer, you grew the MRR by 600% in 24 months. And it, and it looks like one of your main growth driver is SEO, uh, driving north of 6,000 leads a month. That is some very incredible numbers you're pulling. Congratulations on yes. that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, so what we're going to talk today about in this episode, Aaron, is everything around SEO and how you are getting those, those numbers uh, driving so many leads. So let's, let's start off with this question. There is a lot of you know, misconceptions around SEO, a lot of people, you know, pros and cons of SEO. So you know, someone who's driving 6,500 leads a month using SEO, you're sort of an expert in that. So what would be some common pitfalls or mistakes um, that people make from at least from B2B SaaS perspective when they're thinking of SEO? Sure. Yeah, it's a very solid question. And there's, there's quite a few, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's important first to note that uh, SEO, yes, that, that is our main, or, or I should say our only really outbound effort, um, or at least marketing driven effort to drive leads. Another big part of this is word of mouth. So I want to make sure that that's in here, but it's, it all kind of works together, right? Mm. It's, it's a, it's a um, congruent effort to really drive that demand. Um, but some common pitfalls and mistakes that we see with SEO is really just uh, a quantity over quality is probably the best way to say it. So a lot of people, I mean, Google's, Google's very complicated. Their algorithm's complicated with rank brain and all of these different things. And it's, it's very easy to focus on the wrong things. And I think one thing that people tend to go towards is just 
get as much content out there as they can. Yeah. Um, while it's not a bad strategy, it's better. We would rather have quality over that quantity. So we would rather drive 10 solid high quality posts a week versus 25 short, uh, you know, very high, high frequency uh, pieces of content each week. And so making sure that that, that uh, content is quality is probably the, the biggest and first most thing that people need to focus on. So you think long form contents are the way to go when you're thinking of SEO? Correct. Yes. And, and you know, what keywords are in that content as well? Mm -hmm. Yes. Got it. So now let's talk about this thing that I have personally, I actually wrote a blog post about it is, you know, if you are a startup starting off, you know, you want to prove out your idea or something, SEO is not the way to go simply because it takes time to see the mm -hmm. results. So, you know, when someone is thinking of an SEO, uh, implementing an SEO strategy, how much time should they expect to, to invest in before they start seeing real meaningful results like driving leads? Sure, sure. That's a very fair question. And I think it's probably one of the biggest hindering points of people implementing SEO. Mm -hmm. And to answer that question accurately, uh, is it really just depends. <laughs> I hate to answer it that way, but it does depend on where you are in the process, who your audience is, who your competitors are. Are, are, you, are you trying to go against keywords like restaurants near me or best of product X? Or do you mm -hmm. kind of have more of a niche market that people are searching for, but there's not a lot of competition in, right? So there's a lot of variables to this. But if, if we had to put a timeline on it, mm -hmm. I would say that the first three months, I wouldn't expect to see really much in the way of traffic whatsoever. It's, it's kind of a warm up period for Google to start to recognize and rank your blogs and get content out there and start to really see those ranking signals taking effect. Mm -hmm. After about six months is when you would probably start to see some traffic increases. You'd probably see some conversions on that traffic into leads. And it might even, if, if, if you do it well, it might even start paying for itself at that okay. six month point. Um, okay. depending on course, if you're using an agency or not, but 12 months is really when you're going to see it fully up and running uh, and, and running at full speed. Nice. So about, about a year. So six months, you're starting to see some results and 12 months, you're going to start seeing the ROI from that investment. So if I'm a company that wants quick results, SEO is probably not the best strategy. Correct. Correct. I think it's a solid strategy if you're invested in the long-term growth. Yeah, I, I totally agree. All right. One quick question, Aaron, just came to my mind. You talk about, you know, creating 10 solid quality long-form content over 25 short contents that you're banging out. What's the average length? Uh, is there something of a content or an article when publishing for it to be, you know, favorably viewed by Google? That's a great question. That's a great question. We actually haven't really found a specific, it, it really depends on the topic, at least what, mm -hmm. what we found. I'm sure there's something that Google looks at <laughs> that says this yeah. is the best length of content. We haven't found out what that would be yet. Uh, so somebody out there probably knows, but we haven't found yeah. the answer to that yet. Uh, we just try to focus on quality keywords. Yep. Do you aim for like, when you guys are creating content for, from an SEO perspective, do you have a average length of words yeah, or words or something? We usually do about three paragraphs. So we're looking 15, 15 pretty fair sentences is usually what we go towards okay. right around in there. Okay. Um, you know, yeah, varies though, for sure. Got it. Okay, cool. So now let's get into your specific strategy that's driving, you know, this enormous number of leads. So 
walk us through your process. You know, how do you come up with the content? What is the research? What's the process like? That's a good question as well. Um, so we actually we actually have a team of content writers that are are constantly researching different topics. And so really, you know, there's there's two pulses. There's kind of the the foundational content pieces that have to surround the main feature points that we're trying to do featured blog posts. And so we're, we're writing around, in our case, time tracking, scheduling, workforce mm -hmm. management. Yeah. But then, then there's the, there's the um, variable topics where, let's take COVID, for example, we're obviously going to want to adjust for the, for the situation we find ourselves in. And so we surround, you know, usually about half of our content around just solid feature posts that are around the problem that we're solving. And then in, depending on this environment, anywhere from 30 to 50% is around the, the, the certain situation that the state of the industry would be in at that time. Okay. So that's how you begin with, and you did your yep. research uh, and, and then you go about creating the content. These content marketers that you have, are they all in-house, Aaron? Uh, not all of them. No. So we actually have quite a few that are outside. Uh, just a, quite a few for a company of our size is relatively small. It's, it's about sure. three of them. Yep. Okay, cool. And now let's, let's talk about one thing that I've heard some people mention is when thinking of creating content, at least from a content marketing perspective, is a KPI internally, are you measuring, let's say you have a content marketer in-house, would you measure his or her KPI as number of good content published or number of content published or number of traffic that it drove in or number of leads it drove like from a metric perspective what's your thought there so attribution is a challenge in seo at least for yeah. us sure. <laughs> so it would be if we could accurately attribute that to number of leads we would definitely go that route I, i'm a firm believer the farther down the funnel and closer to revenue you can get that's going to be the better metric to measure anyone on uh, in marketing and sales but for now we actually we go based off of number of pieces of content per week quality of pieces of content yep okay and how many are you publishing on, on average on a weekly or monthly basis around that 10 mark yeah some weeks 10. might be eight some weeks might be 12 but on average it's 10 so 10 pieces of content a week correct wow you guys are machine there uh all right so let me ask this question then uh one thing that we we know is you know distribution of content you might have a great content strategy but you know, if you are not distributing it well, so the other people are seeing it, um, it doesn't really work. Are you guys doing something around the distribution piece of the content that you're putting out? Not really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's wow. mainly through a backlink strategy. I mean, and we've been running this for six years too. So there's something to be said there. This isn't something that we've been doing for 24 months or 12 mm. months. Um, you know, and we, we didn't start to monetize our product until about four years into this. So this was strictly just a lead and word of mouth generating machine for three or four years. And so that's really gotten us to where we are today. So at this point, there's not a whole lot that we need to do there other than like a backlinking strategy. Okay, so now let's talk about backlinking strategy because that's super important. Do you guys have like every piece of content after you've done your research, publish the content, what does your backlink strategy look like? Like, do you have a set process that you follow? Uh, it, it's pretty light, but yes, we do. Obviously, our, you know, our first goal, as always, is to create a product and content that people actually like. Yes. <laughs> it, it might be stating the obvious there, but that's, yep. the, that's the, always the best place to start. Once we have that, then we really work to promote that content, whether it's 
sharing it on, on you know through social or potentially doing some guest blog posts, which we do quite often. Um, and that's where we backlink into you know additional PR and things like that. And so there isn't there isn't necessarily like a as strict as it is of like 10 pieces of content per week. It isn't, hey, we need to be after, you know, these many blog posts per week or anything like that. We've actually kind of let that come naturally, which has been interesting, mm-hmm. but there are ways to do that strategy a little more um, uh, proactively. So do you guys do then, like, is there a process involved where after a piece of content is written, you identify certain publications or certain people that might be interested and you do a reach out, like an outreach program to them to say, if they include your link? We actually don't. We, we would like to get there and I think it would yeah. be really effective, but we, we usually have people coming to us. So it's kind of like its huh. own inbound funnel. Uh, so people are saying, hey, we want to, you know, we noticed that we work well with your product or you would be an excellent person on our blog. We actually kind of have an inbound lead channel for that as well, which has been really helpful. That is, that is okay. That, that's very interesting. Now, now let's, let's get to now the data part of it, the metrics piece of it. Yes. Uh, I guess the first question is, did I hear it correctly that you're driving 6,500 leads a month through SEO roughly? That is correct. Wow. That is correct. Okay. Well, first question is, how do you define a lead? What is a lead for you guys? Yeah, so Sling, GitSling is a freemium service. And so our goal is to get people on the very baseline free product to start. And so we, we do a two-week trial of paid services. So no matter what product somebody signs up for, we, we're going to give them what we call our business package for free for two weeks. And so that's why we count pretty much anybody who signs up for any one of our products as a lead. Yep. Got it. So, and, and so basically the, the start of the funnel or lead is someone signing up for a free trial. Correct. Okay. So now, now let's talk, go back to top of funnel. How much website traffic are you generating through your content roughly on a monthly basis? Yeah. And again, part of this is word of mouth, um, but for we're, sure. we range from about 330 to 400,000 visits a month. Okay. So you're getting a, Fairly healthy, like 20% conversion, 15 to 20% conversion. Uh, no, no, my, my, my math is wrong. Never mind. Uh, yeah. So if you get about 400, it's about, sorry. Uh, I was going to say it's, it ranges around four or five percent. Four or five percent. Yes, that's what I'm. Okay. So four and five percent of these people that are visiting your website is come, becoming a lead, meaning they're signing up for a free trial. That is phenomenal. What you guys are a, you guys are a freemium product. You give someone two weeks trial. What do you do after someone becomes a lead? Someone signs up for a free trial. Yeah. What's the process there? Yeah, and this is very important. Um, you know, we're doing all this effort to gain these leads. The the first and foremost thing that we need to do is be in touch with these people as fast as we can. So mm-hmm. you know, think about it from a user experience perspective. They're signing up for an account. They're jumping into a product that they know nothing about. And you, you can always have product-led onboarding and things like that, but the human-to-human interaction is huge. And so we're doing, we're doing chatbots um, first, first and foremost. Let us know if you have any questions, right? Some sort of consultative sale. We're also phone calling and emailing, but mm-hmm. it's all in consultative manner. We're not salesmen, right? We really want to help people get engaged into the product. And so that is our first and foremost goal is to get in touch with them as fast as we can to do that. Sure. Okay. And, and then after the two-week period, let's say someone didn't, you basically optimize for them to convert into a paying customer, but when they don't become a paid customer and what do you do with them? What's the nurture process there? Yeah. So it depends. There's two routes that they can go. If they're not a paid customer, they can go back to the free product and use us as an active org. 
um, which we count as a win as well. But then they also can just drop off and, you know, be done with sling entirely. And so there's really two routes we go. There's, there's, if they downgrade to a free org, every 100 days, we give them a, an upgrade opportunity back to a free trial for two weeks. And so we have an every three month quarterly, essentially, um, you know, funnel where we're trying to get these people back into the trial and we recount them as a lead, which is outside of the 6,500 that we're counting on a monthly basis. For people who just kind of die off and don't use Sling at all, we put them into a classic email drip campaign. And we do, um, we've, we've started in the last two weeks and we're, we're still testing this as a very new effort is retargeting on those mm. as well. Got it. That, that totally makes sense. And the new content that you put out, do you share them with, with your, the people that have dropped off? Like do you resend them like a link to a new piece of content that you published as part of your trip? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We typically do that for about six months. We probably could extend that quite a bit and yeah. do a little more effort there, but yeah, it's about a six month trip where we're, we're pushing that content out to people. Okay. So now let's talk about from the, you know, 400,000 visitors, you got 6,500 leads. What percentage of them then become customers for you guys? Yeah. So as far as a paying customer, it's about a, it's about another four or 5% uh, from that 6,500. Yep. Okay. Okay. So that's, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to butcher it again. It's probably so, so 200 new customers that you're getting roughly a month. Yeah. 200, 200 to 280, somewhere around there. Um, and then, you know, and that's paid only. So again, we count free as a win, but that, yeah. that 200 to 280 is paid. Yep. Wow. That's a, it's a very good funnel that you have generated. And there is no paid media outside of the retargeting efforts that you are doing to drive this traffic. Correct. And, and that's strictly a test. So that's really separate, so and separate from all totally. of this data. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. Cool. So that's, that's, that, that, that is, that is great. I have a few other wrap up questions for you, uh, sure. Aaron. So this machine that you are gener- running to drive, you know, 6,500 leads and, and converting 200 to 280 paying customers a month. What are the different tools in your marketing tech stack right now? Like, what are you using? Yep. Uh, I'm a huge believer in the KISS method. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> and so we, we really are focused I and mean, we have our classic Google Analytics. We have our Pardot that we're using for email campaigns and then Salesforce just basically is a CRM and marketing tool combined. And that's it. Got it. And, and, and that's it. No other it. fancy lead enrichment or anything like that. Nothing else. No. Oh, wow. And WordPress as your. Um, Correct. As the site. Yep. Site. Amazing. So final question for you then, Aaron, is as the chief revenue officer, what's the, what's one of the big challenges that you are currently working on from your marketing strategy perspective? It's how to grow faster. <laughs> we have a good consistent machine built right now. Yeah. The question is, is where do we tap into next? And, and in the freemium world, this is always a challenge. It's the balance between what's effective in the free plan, what's effective and paid, what's going to yeah. convert best while not deterring traffic. Right. And then, and then on the marketing side alone is, you know, do we, do we, are, is the money in our current list? Is it, do we need to start implementing paid? Cause we've been really trying to just build it organically with word of mouth as much as we possibly can. And so we're, we're really at the point now where we're trying to just decide what channel is the best channel to go, go from, yeah. from here. And so that's, that's kind of our biggest challenge right now. It's a good challenge to have. It's an exciting challenge. Uh, it just takes some time to find that. Amazing. So I guess when you're thinking of growing, there's two things, right? One is how can you get more than, you know, more leads in the top of the funnel? The other is how can you convert the 6,500 
from you know 200 to 80 to you know 400 customers yes exactly and it, it, it that's exactly right and the and the challenge with the, the the latter approach of converting more is especially in the freemium world is since word of mouth is such a big driver for our business if we start taking away from free and getting greedy and that that's going to diminish that word of mouth effect right and so totally there, there's just that the challenge of each one of those one costs money one's free but they both have their pros and cons for sure Amazing. This is this is phenomenal. So just to summarize, then, Sling is generating or creating ten good, solid pieces of content every week, driving six thousand five hundred plus leads every month, and then they're converting two hundred to two eighty of them into paying customers on a monthly basis without any paid ads or paid media, and and their tech stack is super simple. Salesforce. Uh, Google Analytics and Parda. That is That's that is correct. amazing. Thank you so much for for showing us the data, Aaron. I learned a ton, and uh, I'm pretty sure our audience is going to find a lot of value. Thank you so much. That's Aaron. great. Thank you, Tukan. I appreciate you having me here. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks a lot.